On my second day in Yogyakarta, I hired a taxi for the princely sum of 17 US dollars. That's for the whole day, not just for one journey, you understand. I wanted to go to Amberawa because I'd read in a Lonely Planet guide that there was some kind of railway museum there. Now, today, Amberawa is the National Railway Museum of Indonesia, and it's a fully-fledged tourist destination in its own right. But back in 1989, it was a collection of rusting locomotives on short pieces of track in a station that was not actually connected to the network, the railway having washed away in storms, and in one case, under the stream of lava from Mount Bromo. So it was going to be some considerable time before it was reconnected. This didn't deter me, and we set off in the taxi with the driver who clearly couldn't speak any English and headed up towards Amberawa, which is 475 metres above sea level, so in the foothills of the volcanic chain that forms the backbone of the island of Java in Indonesia. I got to the museum and was pleasantly surprised to find 25 or 30 ancient locomotives in reasonable state of preservation, all plinthed on short sections of track and with some explanatory signs around them to tell me what they were. They'd mostly been built by German manufacturers, but there were one or two British ones as well. North British Locomotive Company had supplied a couple, Borsig of Germany, Hanumag, and some, or because it was a Dutch colony, from um, a machine and werk in Amsterdam. Whilst I was there looking around the locomotives, a very pretty young lady uh, emerged from the nearby station master's house and with perfect English asked me what I was doing. I said, well, I'm looking at the, the locomotives. Oh, well, you should come and see the, the ones we've got in the engine shed. My father is the station master. I said, well, that's that's quite interesting because I didn't think this station was open. Oh, well, no, we haven't had any trains for some years, but we still have a station master to look after it. OK, that sounds good. Let's go and have a look at the locomotives. And uh, within the small shed at Amberawa were two fully working um, rack locomotives. Now, rack and pinion locos are designed uh, to go up very, very steep gradients. Anything more than about one in ten is too much for a steam train. It just slides down the rails. But the rack and pinion system has a toothed rack between the rails and a pinion wheel driven by the steam locomotive that interlocks with it so that it can climb up steep gradients and this is how the snowdon mountain railway works in wales and many railways in switzerland but it had been deployed here on this line in this isolated section of track in the middle of indonesia the loco was in immaculate condition and Chichi, the daughter of the station master, explained that um, parties of Germans and other tourists would come specifically to ride on the train by prior arrangement. And they would fire it up just for them and uh, take it out with a couple of battered wooden coaches for a short ride on the rack and pinion section and down towards Surabaya and then back again. We then had the most delightful cup of green tea in the cool shade of the station master's house, where I was introduced to her father and her mother, neither of whom spoke any English, and Chi-Chi regaled me with some of the tales of other visitors, mostly German, actually, who'd been to see them and who she'd guided around the island. 
So taking her up on her offer to show me the local temples, we then got the cab driver to drive us up to Gedong Sono, which is a famous Buddhist temple overlooking a lake set between two volcanoes. It really is one of the most magical places on earth. It was very quiet and peaceful, serene almost, with a light mist over the lake and the hills when I got there. Everything was dripping. All the plants were dripping dewdrops from the condensation. And I can see why the Buddhists wanted to build a temple there to meditate. It's one of the special places on earth where you just get that overwhelming sense of well-being and being at peace with everything. And I have to thank that young lady for making that possible, making making it possible for me to, to be in that place at that time. It was a very spiritual experience. We then drove back down to the station and I said goodbye to Chi Chi and my driver headed off back towards Yogyakarta and my flight to Bali the next day stopping only for food by the wayside where um, using a combination of sign language uh, and uh, one or two words of Bahasa that I'd picked up we did manage to order some food and liquidized avocado juice mixed with strawberries which I've got to say is absolutely delicious we arrived back in Yogyakarta in the early evening and I got some good night's sleep ahead of my flight to Bali the next day Touching down at Ungura Rai Airport in Bali, I was struck by how different it was to central Java. Bali is, of course, the main tourist destination within Indonesia. But what I hadn't realised is that it's really the Benidorm for those Australians who can afford the flight. Kuta in particular, and Kuta Beach, is really the resort for young people who just want to have a good time, drink cheap beer get laid, have a massage, do some surfing, and then head back to Oz. It wasn't really particularly a nice place to be on your own. I guess if you're with a girl or boy, for that matter, it's probably better. Um, but for solo travellers, it had very little to offer. So I booked myself on a one-day tour of the island um, in a minibus with just one other occupant, a Japanese tourist, who also spoke some English, and uh, we set off to have a look at the things that Bali has to offer from a cultural perspective. In those days, we could drive up to the rim of the volcano and eat lunch in a restaurant overlooking the caldera, which hadn't erupted for 70-odd years. But in the years after my visit, it did erupt and caused a tremendous amount of destruction. All of those restaurants, many hundreds of houses, destroyed completely, and the whole northern landscape of Bali reshaped by that volcanic eruption. In the next episode we'll look at some of the things that happened in my various visits to the delightful island of Singapore. <laughs> 